0: have to win the tournament to get the automatic bid to ensure themselves that they're in the tournament or should they make it to the final and maybe fall in the championship game? Could they grab an at-large bid or would they be on the bubble on Sunday evening when the announcements are made? We know the VCU women, they had the number one seed in the Atlantic 10 tournament just concluding in Pittsburgh yesterday. What a turnaround for Betho Boyle and the Rams. Congratulations to them. Taya Robinson, the Huguenot graduate, doing great things for them this season. Uh, Sydney Archie, uh, from St. Catharines, also part of that squad. They went from being really, to be honest with you, in complete disarray last year with a lot of injuries and a lot of issues, to becoming number one seed in the in the Atlantic 10 tournament. They fell in the championship yesterday in Pittsburgh to Fordham, and because the Atlantic 10 overall as a league in women's basketball has been weak this. year, sh- Year. It's going to be a one-bid league, unfortunately, which means Fordham grabs the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. That field will be announced a week from tonight. DCU likely will head to the WNIT. Look forward to seeing if they can make a run in that tournament. That actually may be a blessing in disguise for a team that returns everybody next year. If they could make a run, win two or three games in that tournament and then use that to build in the offseason, they would certainly be the favorites. In 2019 2020. Also in Atlantic 10 Women's News, University of Richmond announcing yesterday that they have uh, parted ways with longtime head coach Michael Schaefer after 14 seasons at the helm. He is the all time winningest coach in Richmond women's basketball history with 223 victories, but they've cons- had four consecutive losing seasons, including a 9 21 record here in the 2018-19 campaign. I know Coach Schaefer personally, great guy, fantastic work at the University of Richmond. Wish him all the best in his next chapter. Richmond now looking for a new women's basketball coach. Congratulations to Virginia Union's women. They are back in the NCAA Division II tournament. The field announced last night, they're the number two seed in the Glenville State region. They will be taking on Edinburgh in their first game Friday afternoon, it's set for a 2.30 tip. And if they win, they'll get the winner of Bowie State and Indiana of Pennsylvania on Saturday at 5 p.m., you'll recall, panthers close to a national championship just a couple of seasons ago they go in as a two seed now in division two we switch off a of basketball for a moment and look over to randolph macon for baseball and softball first congratulations to baseball they finally get some games in and they're able to do it in the odak odak opening doubleheader sunday against guilford and they win both games going away so the yellow jackets 2-0 and in O.D.A.C. play early on congratulations to them on that, I was over at softball this afternoon, got to see most of the first game of a non-conference doubleheader where number 22 Randolph-Macon beat Rhode Island College 8 nothing maddie stone with a uh, big two-run rbi single late in the game to kind of put things away ali Celeberti on the uh, back end of a candace whitmore start for the victory in game one and now game two has just gone final i see and that was a six nothing win for the yellow jackets over rhode island college so they are now nine and two on the season they've got greensboro college coming in sunday for a doubleheader. all eyes are at Next Wednesday, the 20th of March, when number one two-time defending national champion and ODAC rival Virginia Wesleyan comes calling here at Randolph-Macon. I want to see a huge crowd. I know it's a Wednesday afternoon doubleheader. Sneak out of work. Take a half day off. Come out and support the Yellow Jackets. You're going to see college softball at its absolute best here in the center of the universe next Wednesday afternoon when it's Randolph-Macon colliding with Virginia Wesleyan early in the ODAC season. And yes, high school spring sports officially start tonight. There are some baseball games already underway, including Hermitage and Meadowbrook. Later tonight, the first Hanover County action is in Lacrosse, where the Hanover Hawks will play Douglas Freeman. The boys are hosting tonight. The girls are on the road at Freeman, and both of those games are scheduled to start at 7.30. And some news that broke earlier this morning. Remember the feel-good story of Andre Ingram? Last year, he got that contract right near the end of the regular season, got to play for the Los Angeles Lakers 32 years old at the time had been uh, overseas in the D League Uh, former Highland Springs standout got an opportunity to play scored 19 points and went four for five from beyond the arc in that unforgettable season ending game for the Lakers last year at the end of the regular season they have just signed him to another 10-day contract so good to see Andre get another shot at the NBA. Well, we're gonna take our first commercial timeout, and when we come back, we are thrilled to be able to have a conversation with Randolph Macon men's basketball coach Josh Merkel about the NCAA tournament, about their postseason run, about his incredible senior class this year. And we'll look ahead to the future and we'll talk a little bit about this weekend's division three Final Four. That's all coming up next after this timeout live at Sports Page Grill.
1: Ashland, you are in the red zone. There's more to come right after this short break.
2: When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Thinkin' Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Staudemeyer and the folks at We Thinkin' Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We THINK Thinkin' Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Thinkin' Ink in Ashland, right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Thinkin' Ink in Ashland. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' Night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond, at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page
3: Ashland.
4: A vehicle is stolen once every 40 seconds in the United States. The cost adds up to over $6 billion a year. But there are steps you can take to help put the brakes on vehicle theft. Roll up the windows completely. Don't leave valuables in the car. Take the keys or the fob with you. Lock the doors. If you have information on
0: vehicle theft, contact the NICB. Reach us at 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance
4: Crime Bureau
5: come
4: on come on turn the radio on it's friday night and it long.
5: Do i
0: should not be long do slid in there real quick and said it's monday night it's monday night we are back live sports page grill at ashland live local sports talk on this monday night in the red zone here on 1029 the mater as well as on the tune in radio app on radio r-a-d-i-a-l-l and link to listen live online at hanovercountysports.net part of the rva sports network well it it ended in heartbreaking fashion, but what a run it has been, what a ride it's been, and what a season it's been for Randolph-Macon men's basketball. Uh, head coach Josh Merkel has uh, agreed to come out and join us here tonight at Sports Page, and I cannot thank him enough for doing that, Coach. I got to tell you. I ended up getting a last-minute babysitting gig on Friday evening. So my grandson arrived at my house at halftime, and we were both in my room with the laptop on, listening to Marty and Stubby, of course, on the call, and watching the action on the Amherst website. And he started crying because of separation anxiety from his parents, who went to a movie. (laughs) And then a few minutes later, I joined in when I watched that three go in with 7.2 seconds to go. Oh, Oh, my goodness.
3: But, Coach, what a run. What a run yeah what a run well thank you and and thanks for having me on it's 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 an honor it's great to talk about that group um i I, I, we all wish that we were still playing that group especially um that part is tough i think it went from march madness to march sadness pretty quickly for us yeah um but it it, it was a special group and a great ride and you hate when something like that ends when you feel like you could have been playing so uh, i'm really proud of them Uh, i am and that's from from everybody that was just that practiced with us that got better that stayed in it um you know we, we just had great synergy uh, i would say one to 15 and that's you can't take that for granted because and i haven't been coaching forever but in my short young career uh it's been as good a group of just uh being committed to the cause as we've ever had and some of that comes with the pain of the the first three years of not doing some things and those guys just being really hungry to be part of something special
0: now that the season is over, I can I can let this cat out of the bag. I felt going back to Senior Day, interviewing Daryl Williams following the game for the newspaper, what he said, but more so the way he said it, and the gleam in his eye. I knew then things were looking good for your team. I knew then there would not be another quarterfinal problem at the O.D.A.C. Right. There's there seemed to be just something different, something that clicked. For Daryl, uh, for Grayson, for, for that senior class. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about them first, because mm-hmm. man, do they deserve the credit for the perseverance through that disappointment to be able to lead this team 27 and 4. You think about that. Twenty. There are tons of teams in any level of college basketball that would kill to finish 27 and four and undefeated at home, 12
3: and 0, including two NCAA tournament wins. And it starts with that quartet. It does. Um, I can't say enough about that group. Uh, they're, they're such great personalities. Number one, they're they're such great team guys. Uh, they don't have an enemy on the team, and and that says something too because. They compete, so they're still competitors, and yet just their spirit, uh, the way they are. So I can't say I mean, it starts with the personality. like, yeah. uh, And they, they, they genuinely love and care for each other, so they didn't want to let each other down. Uh, when John went down, you saw just a new uh, – and, and Grayson, too, but just um, a really intense focus. I mean, look at how Daryl played yes. those last couple games, uh, last few games. Um, and each one of them separated themselves and really played to their strengths well. So, you know, what Luke brings to the table is not a lot of kids in the country can bring. Six, seven, and just one of the best shooters in the country. I think he was 11th in the country from three. Um, Grayson is that, that Swiss Army knife that does a lot of things really well. He was a great passer, a great igniter, uh, rebounder, inside scorer, could also stretch the floor, uh, john noel is defense and rebounding but also could score without us ever having to run a play for him uh his handoff stuff the way he slipped screens the way he helped get guys downhill and then Daryl also just a, a swiss army knife of sorts mm-hmm. stretch big guy uh, can guard one through five um just so many things that those guys brought to the table as well as being an extension of their coach and, and helping bring the other guys along helping bring on bring buzz along as a leader mm-hmm. um as a communicator those guys just uh, i'll forever be grateful for you know because that that group essentially came in and were freshmen um coach davis coach Meehan, those guys get all the credit for getting that group here and uh, so I'll, I'll be incredibly grateful for them fighting through and then having the type of year that they had. Let's extend on that for
0: just a second because one thing you were able to do pretty well through most of the season was avoid the injury bug, mm-hmm. and then Grayson goes down for the ODAC tournament, and then in the first minute of the championship, John goes down, and at that point, there are a lot of teams who might look and see two, one senior already on the bench and one senior down and out and, and just kind of pack it in mentally and think, oh no, this is too far of a mountain to climb, and even though you didn't not win the championship that Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. You're still in the tournament. Uh, A lot of teams would have been one and done there mentally.
3: Yours was not. Again, the versatility. So Darryl being able to play and step in and having a senior step into that role, uh, he, he was ready for it. And so I think that, that was a huge piece. It, just, it meant some of our seniors were playing more minutes and the older guys playing a little bit more minutes. Um, so it wasn't as if we had to throw a, a freshman into a role that he was just not ready not for. Not ready. Uh, and that, that part was huge, I think. Um, you know, and, and then just the guys just believing next man up. We still talked about you know, it, it, our time. We felt like it was a team that this was still our time. And that, as much as it hurt to lose those guys, the way to honor those guys is to keep pushing forward and no excuses. We're not going to make any excuses. A lot of teams are banged up at this point in the year. And, you know, I mean, we said it doesn't matter if there's five guys down. We're going to keep on fighting. Exactly. So you get through the two big wins here. You're on
0: your way, you find out you're going to Amherst, Massachusetts. You guys make the trip and and my personal kudos to those uh, alumni that made it possible for you guys to make the flight up there, which is a big thing, you know, avoiding that long uh, 490 plus mile bus ride (laughs) just to get there, to get your, you know, sea legs to get ready for the for the game itself. it's really that game was a tale of two games. Mm-hmm. It was really strange. Give me your perspective because the first half was run and gun, lots of offense, both sides of the ball. You guys get a lead, they cut it a bit. You have a comfortable lead at the half. Obviously, want to keep working on it, and then the game just kind of seemed to grind down to a halt yeah. in that second 20 minutes. Well, let me let me first say no lead is
3: comfortable uh, <laughs> uh, when you're in a locker room. Yeah, um, see, us
0: commentators can say that. See, Coaches never know, will. When,
3: we were we were up 16, but I think they came back and hit a three within three seconds of us, so it was like, you before you even blinked, that lead was gone. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that can be a kiss of death. You know, you get a big lead, and the team is, is almost trying to protect it rather than just play, play. Um, but you have to give them credit, so let's look at the team. It's like the Guilford game at Guilford, where we're up 13, could have been more, then it becomes a grinded out. I forget what we scored in that second half. We felt like we learned a ton from that game. Same thing, ODAC championship. Mm-hmm. Um, Swarthmore is rated the fifth best defense in the country. So, again, and Guilford's third. Uh, and C- Or Guilford's fourth and CNU is third. So, against the, like, this is not something we're unfamiliar with. Right. Um, we've been close. This is not like, oh, this is our kryptonite. It's a lot of teams' kryptonite because it's hard going against that defense. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to be earned. So, we knew it wasn't going to be easy. They adjusted to certain things. You know, it takes a minute to get adjusted to Luke 6'7", shooting the ball from three. Right. Once you do, they made some good adjustments. Of course they will. They, uh, For the first time all season, they put their four-man on Terry and then put him in the lane. So they did, basically didn't guard him from the perimeter. You dare him to shoot, and it takes away the space for other drivers. Then they stayed on Bays, and they stayed on Luke. Mm-hmm. And we're a rhythmic offensive team. Uh, we're not just, hey, we're going to set one ball screen and go. And you couldn't even do that because you had a guy waiting in the lane. So, okay. you know, you give them credit. Um, and that being said, I think we might have led for 36 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. I think you got to credit our defense. They gave you know, they, it gave us a chance to win. I thought they had a couple uh, crazy tip-ins where they weren't even trying to score. They are just trying to keep the ball alive, and both of those went in. They got some easy second-chance points that we didn't get and we don't typically get based on how we play our personnel. Um and then the last play is just, it's tough because if we didn't have a foul to give, we wouldn't have given up that clean of a look. Now, it's not right. to say they couldn't have hit a two, tied the game, gone into overtime, won in overtime, all those things we'll never know. But Buzz, and we always, you know, we empower guys. Buzz was going to make a play. He was going to foul the drive. Their six-seven kid makes a good play, passes out, and they go bang, bang, one more to the best shooter in the corner. And he, he makes a big shot, but it was a clean – look. it's a shot that our defense hadn't given up the whole game. Right. That clean of a look to that good of a shooter. The only two that he hit, um, we fell asleep on one, and the other one our guy fell down. So that that part is certainly – I mean, if you're watching, I'm sure you're thinking what happened to the defense, but that's, that's essentially what happened is having a foul to give uh, almost did us a disservice, and then you give them credit for making the play. Right. And then, so what, 7.2 to go, and they can foul you
0: twice – before they even have to worry about the bonus situation, and of course they take full advantage of that, and suddenly you're down to 2.8 left, and it's like try to get the best shot that you can, and then you actually had the opportunity for a putback, Daryl, there on the weak side just before the buzzer yeah. sounded, and yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm not going to put you in the position to talk about officiating. I personally thought Daryl got pushed, but I also have watched enough basketball to know that normally in that situation they're going to swallow a whistle, yeah. you know, and let you play, and sometimes the defense understands. Understands that, and they can be a little bit more aggressive and probably get away oh, yeah. with it.
3: Yeah, no, he got fou- he got fouled, but I don't blame them for not calling it. I don't know that right. I wanted would have wanted to win. I certainly wouldn't have <laughs> argued it, but uh, I don't blame them for not calling it. That would have been a tough way to lose for those kids. Right. Now, uh, I think Roanoke, their their season ended on that almost exact play on a, on a less than a second rebound putback, um, but. Yeah, um, I thought we got a great look. Uh, that's a go-to of Buzz, that right-hand pull-up. Right. Um, probably the best look we could have gotten given the situation. Who knows? Um, we've certainly teams have gotten worse, and so pretty clean look. It just didn't go. And, and there's a lot that we'll take. We, we got 10 guys returning from this group. Uh, I think there's a lot of takeaways, and um, you know, but that's that. And we gotta we gotta live with it. Moving forward, there's no there's no uh, do-over. Yeah. Coach, we're going to go to the future here in just
0: a second, um, and we'll start with Buzz because big news about him out today. Um, for, for you personally, the the ability to get over that hump at the ODAC, you didn't get the, the tournament title, but regular season title again. You get to Sunday. You're able to coach on Sunday there for the first time in Salem, and yeah. then you make this run, <clears throat> winning to it home and getting into the round of 16 and oh so close to the round of eight and then who knows because hey there's Swapmore sitting at the final four uh, what did you learn personally as a coach that
3: you can apply in the years to come oh man that's a great question if <laughs> we don't even have enough time to talk about everything <laughs> i feel like i'm still learning every day um the relationships i think are your best players or even just your players in general are always teaching you something um uh it's great to get guys to their junior and senior year uh there's no substitute for experience there's no substitute for believing, in and guys that are just playing for each other um and so man there's there's a lot of things that i continue to learn but but every year is different too and and sometimes the lessons that that you learn can change quickly um so i think it's it's uh i'm 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 still i'm still uh seeking seeking knowledge and and staying curious and asking our players what they think and um you know that's what makes it fun that's what makes it a great challenge uh and for those of you who didn't see it on Twitter over the weekend, your son reminded you that there are no days off <laughs> <laughs> he reminded me that that ball is is life and uh the first thing he wanted to do when we got home from that bus ride was uh he wanted to go to the courts so wow Uh, you gotta love that you gotta love that so he he doesn't quite know our season is (laughs) over he's (laughs) <laughs> he's gonna be—he's gonna be bummed. Um, but he was asking today if he could go to practice, and uh, oh. so I told him later. He just doesn't know it's about six it, months. It's, it's going to be quite a bit later. Yeah. But that's a hey. The hunger is there.
0: Head <laughs> <laughs> coach Josh Merkel Randolph making men's basketball with us in the red zone here tonight. Coach, briefly your thoughts on the final four teams that are still alive as they head into the championship this weekend. Of course, one side of the bracket you're extremely familiar with. Mm-hmm. CNU makes it. Swarthmore gets the win, and they're on their way. And then on the other side, Wisconsin and Oshkosh and Wheaton will play on the other side of the bracket. So a team that you face this year is going to play for the national championship.
3: Yeah. yeah, which is awesome. You know, tremendous for those guys. I mean, CNU and Swarthmore, the tradition, the culture that those coaches have built, the programs, um, they, they've been in a really good spot for, for a while now. I believe they played each other two years ago uh, in the tournament. Um and I'll say too, I had to look at it, but Swarthmore, um, their win over us was win number 103 for that senior class. Well, wow! So, so, putting that in perspective, the best four years at Randolph-Macon right now is 93 wins. You know, we're, we um, we certainly we got beat by a pretty good group mm-hmm. that have that is used to winning games, and um, and they don't get rattled when they get down early. They did. No, they didn't. Um, so they've been there. And, and I also bring that up because they've had some heartache in the tournament. And sometimes that's part of it, and you learn from those experiences, and you get to move forward, and sometimes it doesn't help you. I, I remember seeing you when they made their Final Four run. This might have been just four years ago. They they hadn't even been to the tournament the three years prior, and I felt like we could be that team that, you know, even though we hadn't been, we had enough to get there and then do something special. It uh, wasn't meant to be. On the other side, Oshkosh, I I know they played in the National Championship uh, a year ago. So that experience of those guys being back sounds like they have a great team. I have not seen them yet this year, uh, but a bunch of tough, hard-nosed kids that play defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, CNU, like I said, third-ranked field goal D. Swarthmore's fifth. (laughs) And then Wheaton apparently just has an unbelievable score. Um, Ashton Francis, who is averaging 33 a game and had 62 to get him to that game. Wow. Wow wow yep. wow. Well, I tell you one thing, I
0: love defense. I'm a big fan of defense. So Swarthmore CNU is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. What a chess match that's going to be. Yeah. All right, let's look ahead. You've got so much coming back. We talked about the senior class, but holy cow. And let's and let's begin with Buzz, named first team all South Region today. puts him uh, in eligibility for All-American stats and he'll certainly get huge consideration for that. But there's so much more than Buzz coming back too.
3: Yeah, starting in the backcourt. I mean, guys that have played a lot of minutes. Corey Bayes, who really emerged. Uh, great shooter, emerging oh. defender. Uh, makes, makes and takes some big ones. Doesn't need a lot of space. Can do it on the move. Can do it in transition. Um, brings a lot of uh, chip and heart to, to how he plays. I, I think our guys kind of feed off the fact that he, he fears no one as well. Um, Terry, the defense that he brought, um, the, the fact that he can make guys better. That he can guard the other team's best perimeter guy and sometimes, you know, allow Buzz to maybe guard the other guy. Um, Buzz loves defense too, but it just it can take something away when you're guarding 94 feet. So right. Terry absolutely gave us a, a great jump there. Uh, Corey Turner and all the things that he brings to the table, another scorer, uh, another guy that makes others better, uh, makes the game easier on some guys, and, and really took a step for us defensively, I thought, with his motor, his energy, his deflections. Um, and then... Uh, Ian and Fundy are probably the guys that jump out in the front court. Yes. Um, We need both of those guys to have a great offseason and take a big step. We need them to to get in the weight room, to get better defensively just of how we play. I mean, the teams that are playing this time of year, to advance, you you have to be a great defensive team, in my opinion. Um, And so those guys, for us to to win in advance, they're going to have to take a step, you know, because they can. Um, And then James Nwora, who missed this year with an injury, um, you know, we've got high hopes for him as a rebounder and defender, being able to come in and, and help this group. So let's just
0: take a second before you go. Um, we've reflected about the, the journey of this season for you, but the journey for this program, you know, we're now in 2019. So there's gonna be a lot of talk about the end of the decade coming up later this year. Hmm. This decade started with a final four run, you know, coach Dave this takes them, you know, to the big, the big run in 2013 where they had to keep traveling and keep traveling. Obviously, the 25-game winning streak in 15. And then coach heads to Bucknell. Good luck to him in the championship Wednesday night That's in right. the Patriot League. Um, and then you come in and you know, get the first season, get your sea legs in. Here comes this year's senior classes, sophomores and juniors, back-to-back regular season titles, and now back in the tournament into the round of 16. How do you build from a recruiting standpoint, uh, from the returnees' standpoint, and from just the confidence standpoint of continuing? It's obvious there's a great tradition in randolph making men's basketball. has been for decades. How do you continue to build that, I think more psychologically than anything else, for the guys coming back?
3: Mm, I mean, there's a couple ways to talk about that. Um, the standard is the standard. Coach Roach is always saying that. Um, and both, both Mike and Nathan – uh, have been great mentors. I mean, guys that I still regularly talk to, um, and pick their brain and, and all the great players that have played for those guys or come before those guys, um, uh, you know, that standard of excellence is constantly, uh, there for our guys to see when they walk into Crenshaw and see the banners, yep. um, when they meet these guys, uh, in various places or come into games and those stories. And so, you know, there's that, um, I think that motivation to, to continue to put your own imprint and, and leave your own legacy for our guys currently. So it, it's been done. It's there. We're, we're a, a blue-collar, hardworking program. Mm-hmm. So the work ethic, um, the skill work, you know, I'm, I'm talking to Buzz today, and that guy, he, he's already laid out his postseason, his plans, and wow. the skill work. But, but and it's not just him. I mean, he's bringing others along. Uh, we got, I mean, Corey Turner, Ken Kilgrow, some of the hardest working guys that you're going to see. So that's where it starts. It, it, it's day by day. We want to attract those workers and winners too in recruiting. So we don't want the guys that just want to be here because we won so many games. Right. You want the guys that that come here and oh, that's how you do it. That's the kind of work. Yeah, that that excites me. And that that's how you build it is inside out. It's been done. I'm not doing anything. Anything that hasn't been done before. Um, I'm, I'm really honored to to be leading uh, this ship at this time, and um, you know certainly want to keep on doing everything we can to leave it better than we found it. There you go, fantastic run, fantastic season, 27 and four.
0: Round of 16, back in the tournament, and a lot of very, very bright future, no doubt about it. Head coach Josh Merkel, randolph making men's basketball. I cannot thank you enough for taking time out. I know this last several days have been just crazy, and the emotions have gone from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. For you to come out and join us tonight means a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us on, Rob. Appreciate you. No problem. Thank you, Coach. Josh Merkel Randolph making men's basketball 27-4 this season, and they will be back. When we come back, two-time state champion Hanover Hawks girls tennis looking for a third straight title. Can they pull it off? We'll talk with their head coach, Lindsey Hine, as their season begins this week. That's next live here on 1029 The Mater and live on the TuneIn Radio app on Radio. You are in the red zone.
1: In the red zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back, so stay tuned to The Mater.
2: Massey Wood & West Incorporated has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923. Offering the finest in home heating fuel oil and propane gas, Massey Wood & West is a premier dealer of Heil heating and cooling equipment with professional service and installation of gas or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by 100 years of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood & West gives you one-stop shopping for your standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and Heil equipment. Call today for your heating and cooling needs at 355-1721, that's 355-1721. Massey Wood & West, a premier Heil dealer.
5: non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect and may save your home. Call for closure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's
0: 800-600-9969. In the Red Zone continues. And a big thank you to our sponsors for making our Monday nights get together here possible. Of course, our buddies here at Sports Page Grill, Ashland, as I like to remind you, the barbecue here is to dive for. Also, big thanks to Massey Wood and West, fueling Virginia since 1923. Uh, I had to use my air conditioner last night <laughs> rather than my heater, so uh, you know, want to get that tune-up for spring and summer. MasseyWoodandWest.com, the place to go. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. And our friends at We Think and Ink, Chuck and the gang, as the crow flies, I don't know, several hundred yards here <laughs> (laughs) down the street in the center of the universe whether it's business or personal all the printing needs that you need we think in ink is the place to go well this team had been knocking on the door for a few years and then mm-hmm. and we'll talk about this in a minute this this young lady decides to come out for her senior year two years ago <laughs> her name uh, Stephanie Broussard and suddenly the next thing you know Hanover girls tennis playing for and winning a state championship June of 2017 they repeat it with Stephanie off to college in 2018 and now they're looking for their third consecutive state title and there is a lot of competition as we get into 2018 So I want to sit down and have a conversation with the head coach of Hanover Girls Tennis, Lindsey Hine, in the red zone with us tonight. Coach, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. All right. Now, you just came from practice. Is that right? I did. When's the opener?
4: Uh, Wednesday uh, at Jamestown at 4 o'clock.
0: Oh, well, uh, yeah. Okay. That's a give me to start the season. That's just a trip to Williamsburg to take on one of the top rivals in Class 4. Exactly. Um, Is that a situation to where do you have any control as to how things get you know done in the schedule is that something you kind of like because you want to kind of put them to the test to start
4: no i actually it's actually a great um one to start off with because we know we've actually played them last year in the state semifinal um and we went down there the first match it was freezing cold um and uh and we we played really well and um we i mean we from the beginning of the season we knew that they could potentially be uh, a postseason uh rival of ours and um and they always have a great team um and they always you know put up a great fight and yes. um they they're always they're always a formidable opponent um and so i think having them as a first match is will be a good test for our our young team this year and it'll be a a good indicator of what's what could come you know throughout the season so
0: find out now get a get a barometer get a check especially for the you know uh, those who are kind of stepping up in terms of responsibility they've moved up in the pecking order so to speak and Mm -hmm. those who will be hitting the court competitively as a hawk for the first time to get an idea okay okay these are the expectations Mm -hmm. this is what you can expect in may and june so this is why we're telling you in march (laughs) this is what you need to do so you can win those matches come may and june
4: Exactly. Exactly. And um, and then we, I mean, we got a top on Friday. We've got a, one of the top 3A um, schools that have, are always competing for um, you know postseason and 3A at Western Albemarle, So we get to go to Williamsburg and Charlottesville back to back. So
0: wow. Yeah. No. No. no days off here. No. no. Not at all. And and you travel to both to start. Yep. Hey, that's an iron sharpens iron.
4: Yes, exactly. What else can I say?
0: (laughs) All right. I mentioned this. Let's just talk about it briefly for people listening who don't know the story of Hanover girls tennis. You guys Mm -hmm. have consistently been good for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And then Suddenly, here's a student that's been bebopping around Hanover for a few years, and on her senior year, she decides, you know what? I think I want to play tennis. I just gotta briefly tell the story of Stephanie Broussard.
4: Um, well, she's an amazing athlete, amazing, amazing tennis player, um, and she um, she's got an amazing one-handed. Backhand, um, which you don't see in girls' tennis very often, um, and she's playing extremely well at, in college. Um, and so she took her, her success in high school and has now moved it to a Division One program out on the West Coast, Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington. That's right. Okay.
0: Yeah.
4: And uh, and she went. Doesn't easily 52 and 0 uh, her senior her senior year um, <laughs> uh, state doubles title state singles title and obviously you know the state team title to go along with it so she had a tri vector of uh, success for her yes. her one year of of high school tennis and we were so thrilled that she decided that she was gonna. Uh, uh, play tennis uh, in 2017. So, And there
0: are two reasons why I brought her up. Number one, to give the backstory of the program the yeah. last couple of years, because mm-hmm. all week we've been promoting the show. You know, mm-hmm. you guys are two-time defending state champions. Mm-hmm. Okay, how does that happen? But mm-hmm. it wasn't all Stephanie in 2017, obviously, no. because Stephanie graduates, that right. senior class is gone. Yep. You come back, you go back to back in 2018. Mm-hmm. What were the lessons that those returnees learned in that championship run in 17? That got you back to june last year
4: i mean well i mean they got to see her in practice every day they got to practice against her they saw her dedication i mean she would play um before school she play you know once she got you know senior release once she got out of school she would you know come to practice every day you know she worked on the weekends. she played you know tough really tough opponents tough tournament schedule uh, on the weekends um so they got to see her, that level of success, and I think it kind of permeated down um, down the line, and they saw, you know, what they could do. And we, I mean, we have a really deep team, which a lot of um, you know high school, you know, tennis teams unnecessarily can say that, and right. um, and we and we've had that consistently throughout, you know, all the, you know, even back. When we were in the finals of the, you know, in 2015 and 16, um, we still had a deep team. We just had, you know, a younger team. And as they progressed and as they got more experience and as they got older, you know, then it started. You know, then the 2017 and 18 seasons. You know, I think that prepared them well. For the, for those two seasons. So
0: uh, I do want to ask this: last year's team, when they won the tournament title, when they they repeat as the state <laughs> champions, was there any different type of feeling amongst them in terms of doing it a second time? Was it something that they appreciated more, or, or how did they react? Oh, I
4: definitely think. I th- oh, I definitely think so, and um, and they know that it doesn't come around all the time. Um, it might to them now. It might seem like it does because. <laughs> <laughs> they've they, done it they've done it and we've been in the state final you know the two years prior to that too so um but not all of them have done that so right. um you know we've got the two seniors we have this year you know they've been a part of a state final and two state championships um so they've got the experience and they've got the um you know, to them, it might seem like it does come around a lot, <laughs> um, but and even with our senior class last year, um, you know, the the three seniors that they played three, five, five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they thought they they thought the same thing. Um, so, but I think they do appreciate it, and I don't think it's. Um, I don't think they take it lightly um and they and they and the thing is they felt it and they wanted to do it again they want to feel they, it they, again. they want to feel it again um and so it's the same with this year um you know they the girls that you know the you know, freshmen and some of the girls that haven't been on experienced it yet you know they want to experience it now too they want to they want to jump on the train um and so and they know that you know they know that it it takes a lot of work and it, it doesn't just it just doesn't come around all the time so uh,
0: no you don't walk on the court and automatically <laughs> grab the tree you've got a lot of work uh-huh. ahead. and of it's
4: that. a long and i keep telling them it's a long season i was you know because it, it, they start we start february 18th and it you know the state championship is june 8th mm-hmm. so it's it's a long hard grind um and it takes you know it takes it can take its toll at the end but they seem to be able to weather that you know they've been really good at doing that so it's it's been impressive
0: and you know to me i think the spring sports at the high school level have it tougher mentally than those sports that play in the winter or in the fall because you're dealing with springtime you're dealing with daylight saving time now yep. suddenly it's light till 7:30. Yep. you're dealing with senioritis mm. you're dealing mm-hmm. with prom mm-hmm. you're dealing with seniors getting ready for graduation yep. there is a lot more distraction to oh, me yeah. in this in this in the spring, spring as there break. is yeah spring <laughs> break you get started a few weeks now they're gone for a week mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of stuff that you guys as coaches at this time of year have that's to deal cute. with that frankly mm-hmm. football and basketball don't
4: no it, it, and that's very true and that it's a testament to them um to the girls i mean and to have to deal with all those and SOLs and exams and um, you know all those all oh, we, the AP exams and you know all those things that come into play you know towards the end and it's always happening during the postseason too so which right. is even which is, it was even harder <laughs> um, you know to bounce you know schedules and missing SOLs and having to make them up and and having to worry about you know going here and there for postseason and um, but they handle it very well and um, and they're all terrific students um so i have to hand it hand it to them for that too uh and they're very well rounded we've got show choir we've got band we've got you know so they've pulled in a lot of different directions and um and they always seem to even come at, you know come to play and ready to go
0: they're ready to go yeah. even with all of that going on well you mentioned a moment ago the the two seniors let's talk about them briefly because obviously no matter or where they play, they're going to provide a whole lot of leadership for the team. Uh-huh. Let's talk about Madison. Let's talk uh-huh. about Georgia.
4: Uh-huh. Well, I mean, Madison, she's, you know, two-time state doubles champ. Um, you know, she brings, you know, and, she started.
0: And with two different partners. Two different partners. Yeah. Yep.
4: So she had a, you know, Steffi is her partner in 2017 and Rain Weiss uh, in 2018 um, and, so, and, and Rain was a freshman. Last year, so um,
0: that's a testament to Madison's yeah, leadership, right yes, there. Yes,
4: it is, and um, and they they make a terrific doubles pair, and so they're looking, you know, to do it again this year. Um, they. She, yeah, she I mean she played at number four uh, her freshman year and has worked her way up uh, she played you know num- you know she played number two and then she played number one last year and then she's gonna play number two this year um, she's really improved her game from since she was a freshman she's wor- worked really hard um, and she deserves all of the of what she's gotten uh, and she's a terrific doubles player and uh, I think they'll do well you know this year again so awesome,
0: awesome. Yeah. and just kind of give us a, a look at who do you see uh the rest of the team how does the singles you know work out uh, you know, madison doubles just kind of give us an idea oh. i come watch them who am i gonna see <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's a good question i mean and that's another testament to our team we do have several freshmen that have come in that are showing that you know they they're ready to play high school tennis, and um, we've got, you know, Kaylee Moore, Daniel Woolard um, in the mix um, as freshmen. We've got uh, Alexander Myers, who's a junior, um, and then we've got Nina Violi, who's a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so Nina and uh, Danielle both have boys on the boys' team, or brothers on the boys' team. Um, so, you know, they've got... Good top yeah. competition at home. It's about <laughs>
0: Saint Thomas in their blood, and yeah. it, nothing, nothing wrong with going home and saying, "Come on, bro, let's yeah, yeah, go." Yeah.
4: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then Ross plays number one for the boys team, so right. um, so we've got all of them, you know, in the mix. Um, so it's 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 exciting.
0: So, uh, how do you, as a coach? how do you what's the word I'm trying to think of here kind of temper things kind of mm-hmm. schedule things uh, uh, mm-hmm. the tempo of sorts because we mentioned they started mm-hmm. practice in tryouts February 18th mm-hmm. if you want to hoist a state championship that's scheduled for June 8th mm-hmm. and with everything else going on there is so much psychological that comes in the in the game of tennis oh, true. how yep. do you just keep the girls fresh throughout the year so that you avoid burnout <sighs> for example at the worst possible time as you're going into postseason.
4: yeah no that's- that's and that's a that's a great point. I mean, it is it is a long season. Um, we try to keep it fun. Um, you know, there are practices that you know that a lot of practices we miss because of weather, because of spring weather. You know, we always rain or oh, you know, so we something. always have breaks. You know that you know they get you know, and sometimes on Fridays you know we'll give them a break you know right before spring break and they do have spring break in there so they get a long you know week off there which is nice it's mm-hmm. kind of right in the middle of of the season so it uh that helps <laughs> um you know and then a lot of them go and play you know over spring break and some of them you know some of them take a break and you know put it down but then there's a lot that you know keep it going through that week because we start off the monday after spring break we have our you know another match yep so i mean it you, <laughs> and it there's stop. not much time. Yep, you know it's not much time. It's you know pretty much from then on. It's boom, 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 um all the way to to the end of the season. That's
0: exactly yeah. right. Which ironically, that first Monday after the break is April 8th, which would mm. be <clears throat> excuse me exactly two months to state championship yeah. Saturday. Yes. So you pace yourself <laughs> through the through that two month period. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> before I let you go, Coach Chin, I want I want to talk tennis with you. Okay. Okay. Uh, but first of all. When did you discover it? Why did you fall in love with it? Tell me a little bit about your history.
4: Well, I've always, I've, I've probably started when I was about four. Um, and my parents had a lot to do with that. Um, they both played college tennis. Uh-huh. Um, so my, my dad played for University of Richmond and um, my mom played for Queens.
3: Wow.
0: Um, and how did they meet?
4: They met in, in Richmond yeah so <laughs> when they were going to school so. did they
0: meet at a tennis court no no okay i just wonder i just
4: wonder no no um but uh yes yeah, so they've my sister played college tennis um so it's been uh you know it's been in the family for a long time I, long my time. dad's brother played college tennis um and they, it's always been kind of a tennis tennis playing family and my mom's side play, played a lot as well so um I've always I've I've been actually enjoyed a lot of sports. Um, I played basketball, softball, lacrosse in high school, uh, which kept me from burning out. There you um, go. Um, A lot of a lot a lot of my peers burn out because they were strictly tennis. That's all they did. That's all they did from day one. Um, I think playing other sports and you know if any other you know kids are listening you know playing other sports is not a bad thing. No. Um, it works different muscles. It's it's you get the team aspect of the other sports that, that you don't get necessarily in tennis because um, tennis can be a lonely sport sometimes um and so i think that team aspect helped help me be a part of a team even you know in college and high school you know knowing how to be a part of a team um and playing a team game i think it's I liked it a lot. Yeah. You know, and
0: like it puts you in a position where you're you're going into that well mm-hmm, now as a coach to help mm-hmm, them understand right. the same thing. All yep. these lessons you learned back then mm-hmm. are serving you well now.
4: Yep. Exactly.
0: Uh, <laughs> you went to the U.S. Open in uh-huh. September, did I you did, not?
4: I did. I did. Was that the first time you'd been? That was the first time I had been, and it was absolutely amazing. Uh, I loved it. Um, I would definitely. If I could go back every year, I would. Um, But uh, it's it was phenomenal tennis. The facility is amazing. Um, I highly recommend it. Um,
0: I can't imagine. It
4: it uh, it actually it's it's funny. It seems big on TV, but it's once you get there, it's. You know, it's very easy to get from place to place. Um, once we got there, it was, you know, from stadium to stadium. You, it looks far away from when you look at it on TV, but it's actually very close. Very and, close. And all the new improvements they've made to it is, you know, amazing. With the Louis Armstrong adding, you know, the roof, oh yeah, things like that. It was, and um, and you can't beat the tennis.
0: Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no, you most certainly cannot. So right.
4: it was exciting.
0: That's awesome. Oh. Now, before I let you go, who was your tennis idol growing up?
4: Actually, it was Lindsay Davenport. Really? Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Wow. Now you see, you and I, we have a little age difference, so (laughs) you you don't remember Tracy Austin winning the U.S. Open in '78 at 16.
4: Well, yeah, that was the year I was born, so that yeah, so. (laughs) So no, you don't. But you've seen. But I know her. I've seen her play, um, and yeah, she was she was amazing too, and uh, and all. I mean, I loved watching you know, the Martinez and the Chris Everts. Oh and my the, gosh. Yeah. Oh
0: I mean. yeah. I mean, I mean, I grew up on tennis in the seventies. So you had, you know, you had Everett, you had Martina and Everett, Tilova, you had Margaret Court. You had, I mean, I could just go on for Yvonne Gulligan. Oh yeah. Uh, and and, <laughs> and on the men's side, holy cow, I was a big Beyond <laughs> Borg fan. He was my guy. Oh yeah.
4: He's He, he was fun to watch.
0: Yeah, but then, you know, the watching to the era of Steffi Graf and Monica Sellis mm-hmm. and then Lindsay Davenport mm-hmm. and then we get into the era here with the Williams sisters and, and all oh, the yeah. other great tennis. This has just been especially I think on the women's side yes. fascinating oh, to watch. Oh it
4: is. Well, it's, it's nice because the women's tennis is you don't know who's going to win week to week. Right. Um in you know it, the men's side it's a little more a little more predictable. Um but it's changing the cha- it's the changing of the guard is happening a little bit. Um you know cuz you know Federer's and the Dolls and Djokovic are getting older. Right. Um and you know, with Murray retiring and um you know it's it's gonna, it's starting to change a little bit but uh, with the women it's you never know yeah i mean and now with the Naomi Osaka and uh, how well she's doing and you know it's just it's, it's exciting. It's going to be fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. Just
0: like it's going to be fun to watch your yes. ladies. They get underway yes. this week, two trips, Wednesday to Jamestown, up yep. down in Williamsburg, uh, Friday to Western Albemarle, up yep. in Charlottesville. Looking yep. forward to watching them again this oh, year. Oh, well,
4: thank you very much.
0: Coach yeah. Hine, thanks for being with us in the Red Zone.
4: Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. And
0: no problem. <laughs> Lindsay Hine, head girls tennis coach at Hanover. We'll come back, wrap up this edition of In the Red Zone. Coming up next, right after this,
1: 102.9 The Mater, back in a moment. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after... These messages.
2: Massey Wood and West Incorporated has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923. Offering the finest in-home heating fuel oil and propane gas, Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil heating and cooling equipment with professional service and installation of gas or oil furnaces. Hyle systems are backed by 100 years of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood & West gives you one-stop shopping for your standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and Hile equipment. Call today for your heating and cooling needs at 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Massey Wood & West a premier Heil dealer. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We think in Inc. can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Staudenmeyer and the folks at We Think in Inc. take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Thinkin' Inc. offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Thinkin' Inc. in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Thinkin' Inc. in Ashland.
0: page grill got just a moment before we wrap things up but we promised you it was going to be a very busy edition of in the red zone here tonight my thanks to head coach Josh Merkel Randolph-Macon men's basketball big thanks to Phil Stanton SID at Randolph-Macon for helping us make that happen at the last minute big thank you also to Lindsay Hine head girls tennis coach at Hanover high school for being with us here tonight as well couple of notes we get spring sports started in high school this week Patrick Henry softball is starting tomorrow they're at Midlothian five o'clock first pitch We'll be there on the game of the week on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash RBA Sports Network. Listen live tomorrow. P.H. Midlothian softball gets underway for them. Big week for the Patriots. They host Glenn Allen, who's going to be one of the top teams in softball. This Friday night, also Friday night, Hanover Baseball. First game for new head coach Tyler Kane. They're going to be playing this week down in Dinwiddie and then Friday night home opener against Cortland. We'll have all the information in terms of schedules throughout the high school spring sports season at RBA Sports Network. Com. Next week, can't tell you yet, but we hope to have a very special guest dropping by here on In the Red Zone. So stay on 1029 The Mater, 1029 The Mater on Twitter, Hanover Sports on Twitter for all the details. For Calvin back at the studio, for our sponsors Massey Wood and West, We In Inc. and our friends here at Sports Page Grill. Rob with them saying thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next Monday night in the Red Zone.
1: In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of 5th Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of 5th Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.
2: You're listening to WHANAM 1430 and W275BQ Ashland. And on your radio, it's 1029 The Mater.